Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Listen in to hear the unusual circumstance that led to our guest becoming an expert in money management. Our guest today is Patricia Stallworth, author of The Money Wise Woman. Patricia has been sharing her systematic approach to make managing money easier, more rewarding, and more fun for business owners and individuals for 20 plus years. This is a good one. Today, we have with us Patricia Stallworth. Patricia, welcome to Earrings Off. Thank you so much. So glad that you could join us. So we're going to jump right into the questions, okay? As a financial advisor, what are the top three mistakes you see people make when it comes to managing their money? Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, there's, there's a ton of them, but really the, the biggest one of all is doing nothing. You know, just uh-huh. ignoring your money. You know, it's just, it's just like, it's one of those things where if I ignore it, it's not, it's not true. You know, anything that's bad that's happening is not happening because I'm totally ignoring it. So that's one of the first things. Um, another thing that's really uh, important is they don't track where their money is going. So they have no idea if they're overspending, which in many cases they are because they're not tracking it or anything that's that's going on with their money. So that's that's number two, is not really keeping track of where your money is going. And finally, it's not having a plan, not understanding. It's like, you know, when you think about it, the average person would never think of going on vacation without a plan. You gotta know where you're going, how you're gonna get there, how much it's gonna cost, and all those kinds of things. But we don't do that for our life, which is so much more important than a vacation. Right, right, right. So by by tracking, you mean like a like a um, a budget knowing, yeah. Yeah. So, but it doesn't have to be that form. You know, it can be okay. formal or informal, uh-huh. but you need to have some idea of what's coming in, what's going out, and where it's going. And especially if it's going in the places that you want it to go to, right? Sometimes it's not. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Patricia, you're a financial advisor, and your credentials are impressive. But when you married. You said, I read your bio, which said you didn't know anything about money. And you left that task up to your husband. Let's talk about that. Was <laughs> there something intimidating about managing money? Or did you not feel that was your role? I mean, help me understand how you get from that to where you are now. Well, that's a long story, but I'll, I'll cut it short. So... What happened, what had happened was, you know, (laughs) is that, uh, number one, I grew up in a, in a family where it was basically me and my mom, uh, all the time. And, uh, we never talked about money. I never knew anything really about money. I didn't, we were, we were really poor and I didn't really realize it at the time because 
you know, as a kid, you don't really know all those kinds of things. So I never really learned anything about money. And um, when I got married, my husband absolutely wanted to manage the money. That was his thing. He wanted to do that. And so I said, okay, because I didn't know Jack about managing money. So uh, fast forward uh, years down the road, and there we are sitting at this divorce table. You know, we're sitting at this long conference table, and we're dividing assets at that point. And uh, we divided, you know, just the, the basic kinds of things. And then we got to investments. Now, understand, my husband was a saver, and he made us save. And so we saved a lot of money. And when I looked at the investment statement, it was less than I personally had put in. Oh, wow. So that was an issue. And then as I looked at it, I kept asking questions. Is there something missing? Is there another page? Is there, you know, and I'm just getting overheated during this, you know, and finally I found myself standing up in the middle of the whole thing. And it's like, you know, because here's, here's the deal. I had resigned myself to not having a husband. I had just recently left my job and moved from the East coast to the West coast to try and save our marriage. So I had no job. All of my friends were back on the East coast and now I wasn't going to have any money. Mm. And that was really uh, something that, that that was, that was, you know, that was like, I can't take it. I can't. So I walked out. It's like, I can't take it. I, I cannot deal with this at the moment. And so I walked out and I had to stop and think. It's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And so I finally decided that I should become a financial advisor because as a financial advisor, nobody's going to let you manage their money of their clients without teaching you first. And I thought, that's what I'll do. Okay. So, <laughs> so in that well, instant, I have never heard of that, that method before. Well, you see, my mind had been, I had just been, you know, I had been flipped upside down. Everything was like, you yeah. know, I, there was nothing to hang on to at that point. I did some research and, and I found a company that where the, everybody said, if you go there to work, they will teach you how to be a financial advisor. So I went there <laughs> and when I got there, they said, well, we don't want you to worry about that because here's what you do. You bring in the clients and we'll manage them for you. And I said, I don't think so. It's, that's yeah. not happening. I don't think you understand why I'm here. I don't think there's, there's a disconnect here, yeah. you know. And uh, so one of the guys there, he said, there is something called a CFP and you can become a CFP and then you'll know all the things that you need to know about managing money. I'm like, what's a CFP? I have no, I have no idea. I mean, was, I'm still, because I don't know anything. But he said, I'm going to give you some of my books and you can study. And if you want to do that, you can do that. He gave me some of my, some of his books and I started reading. And I went through and I took all the classes and all the exams and everything, and I passed everything. But I still was feeling like there was something missing. Like, you know, you know how book studies is one thing, right. but real life is another thing. And I still wasn't ready to go out there and take over somebody else's money and really manage it. I found this, uh, I found this woman who was 
the head of a couple of financial associations in town. And she had been doing this for over 20 some years. And one of the things that she did is that she had, she did everything by hand because I'm, I'm, I'm aging myself tremendously here because she didn't know how to use a computer. Well, I struck a bargain with her and I said, if you will teach me how to do everything by hand in terms of financial, financial planning, I'll computerize your office. And okay. she said, yes. Yeah. She said, yes. So we worked together for a year. I learned financial planning upside, downside, all the way through. And she had a computerized office. I stayed there for about a year. And then I moved on and started my own practice after that. Wow. What a story. <laughs> that's, I mean, seriously, though, that, that's a great um, story. And as you were telling it, it made sense. But at the beginning, I was like, never heard of that method, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, you know what, you, you never, you don't know what you don't know. You know, sometimes when you don't know things, you'll do vile things because you don't know any better. You know, I was, Hey, I had nothing to lose at that point. There was nothing. (laughs) I love it. I read where you said you had reconciled yourself to the divorce and the move, which you had not reconciled or expected was that you would not have money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one, that was the one thing I thought I was going to walk away with. So I would have time to find myself or whatever that, (laughs) whatever you do, you know, but I didn't have any time to, to do that. I had to immediately find something to do. And I knew that if I just went ahead and got another job that I could find myself in the same position five years, 10 years down the road, I needed to learn how to manage my money. And the it, it was so important that I thought I will do this. And then I can go back to my old job if I, you know, my, my old business, if I wanted to, but I needed to know how to manage my money. I needed to know everything there was because I wasn't going to, this is not happening to me again. You know, it's like fool me once. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> that, that is that I tell you, that's good information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you talk about becoming a money wise woman in your book. What's your definition of a money wise woman? Well, uh, a money wise woman is uh, is several different things. Number one, she manages her money versus the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we don't realize it, but if we don't manage our money, our money will tell us what we can do. So a money wise woman does the, the opposite. She manages the money so that uh, she's in control. And along with that, mm-hmm. by being in control, she takes responsibility. And taking that responsibility means that, yes, um, I may make some mistakes. I, I may, you know, I may do good. Either way, it's my responsibility because I have to live with the consequences at the end of the day, good or bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are there um, specific strategies, though, that women can use to get or stay on track to become a money-wise woman? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And it's really kind of like the, the opposite of what I said in the beginning, where we talked about the mistakes that people make. One thing is obviously not ignoring your money, you know, really, really getting, really getting in there and taking care of your money. And, uh, 
not ignoring it, making sure that you understand what's coming in, what's going out and where it's going at a minimum to make sure that's going in the places that you want. Some other, another thing is really just, um, you know, stop fearing that B word, you know, the budget, <laughs> stop fearing that and just go ahead and do it because it's important. That's one of the most, one of the most valuable tools that you have. And if you think about it, if you look at companies and corporations and things like that, they all have budgets and they have budgets for a reason because they need to know what's coming in and what's going out and where it's going. And you as an individual need to think of yourself in the same kind of way. Yeah. Um, the, and the final one, well, not the final, this is another one, is to, is to really have that plan that I talked about earlier so that you have this direction of where you're going. When you have a plan, when you know what, what you're doing or where you're going, then you can make decisions really quickly because something will either fit with your plan or it won't. And so you have that option to uh, to go there. And then I have a fourth one that I want to add for you. And that's that's really taking a look at, as women, we have this, this additional thing, which is our mindset. And mm -hmm. we all grew up, you know, we all have these experiences in our life that in some way limit our ability to be as, as successful as we want to be or can be. And so it's really looking to see if there's something in your mindset that's really holding you back. When I work with clients, we do, um, we do an, a money autobiography where we go through and we take a look at what has happened in your life growing up and what's going on in your life now and how things that you may have they have happened to you when you were growing up are still showing up in your life today. Right. And so I talk about how, you know, so many of our money uh, habits and behaviors and thoughts are formed by the age of seven. And a lot of us are still running around here making decisions based on a seven-year-old. Right. So we need to really understand if we're still seven, we need to grow up. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's part of being a money-wise woman is growing up. I think that is so important because I know with my background, having grown up in a church and, you know, you were taught to pray and have faith. And there was always this underlying message to not make money your God. And when you focused too much on it, you felt guilty because you thought you elevated it too high. And I really had to fight against that as I got older. It's like, no. Money is not my God, but it definitely pays these bills. So I'm going to pay attention to that. And, you know, so it's what you talked about, this autobiography, being aware of what we've been taught to try to make sure that we're assessing, okay, is this something that's going to work for me or against me as I manage my life? And, you know, money is a big part of that. It's a big driver of it. So, yeah. It's a big driver. You know, money is not the, the most important thing in the world, but it touches everything that is. Yeah. 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 So mm -hmm. can we talk a little bit about business owners? What are some common errors that business owners make when managing their money? Um, I'd say number one is just relying too much on their accountant and their bookkeeper. Wow. You, okay. you know that your accountant and your bookkeeper, their job is to, to really 
keep you up to date on what's happened in the past. Mm -hmm. They show you what happened last month or last quarter or last year. And so as a business owner, you always need to be forward thinking. You know, you can't rely, you know, having information about the past is excellent. But what are you going to do in the future? And how are you going to take what's happened in the past and make it work for you in the future? So you've got to really understand that you can't rely on them for your financial information. You've got to create your own projections and predictions about how you want to have your business go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Um, Number two, just the same as with individuals, not tracking your cash flow. You don't know what's coming in, what's going out, and where it's going. And if you don't know what's happening to your money and your business, uh, yeah, you can be in a lot of trouble pretty darn quick because you need cash to do that. Uh, We have a saying that uh, cash is... Cash is king, but profits are queen. Mm. So you need to know what you have at the end of each, you know, depending on your business, it could be each day, each week, each month, but you need to have, you need to know that number and you need to really build in profits as you go along, not waiting to the end of the year to say, oh, I made, you know, $50,000 in profits. You need to be doing something with that money if you actually have it. So you need to understand profits all along the way. And that means, you know, making sure that your cash flow is, you know, you're tracking all of that information. Right. Um, another one is not understanding your taxes. You know, nobody should be, should have to pay or should pay more than they're legally obligated to pay. Mm-hmm. But so many business owners I talk to, they're paying a lot more money than they need to because they don't plan their taxes. They don't understand that you don't have to wait for your accountant or your bookkeeper to tell you at the end of the year what you made. You should already know that because you should be each month, you should be going along and you should understand what can I do to lower my taxes? And you can actually, or things you can put in place all along the year that are going to help you. But if you don't understand taxes and how they work in your business, you may be missing out on a lot and paying more than you really need to pay. Our last question, and you may have touched on this a bit, but why is it so important, though, for business owners to take control of their money? Yeah, you know, uh, most people go into business to make money. (laughs) It's like that's, I mean, that's the the primary reason. I mean, they may have other reasons like, you know, I want to help people or I want to do this. But primarily, they go into business to make money. If you're not really paying attention to your money, then you're missing out on that. So taking control is like, uh, it, it, is, it should be part of your mission, part of your purpose for actually being in business. And you should understand that. And you should understand that that is part of your why for even being in business. And that should be something that you should really, each month, you should be able to sit down and say, this is what happened this month. This is what I'm projecting to happen for next month. So that you're always looking forward in your business. And I've shared before, uh, especially with some with some small businesses that were, you know, in the food industry, they had they had a wonderful product. The food was delicious and people wanted to support. Every time I would see one fail, it would be because of this very issue. Mm-hmm. Just um, not able to manage their money. Because Absolutely. the product itself, 
was a great product. And that, I mean, it's so sad when you see that. Yeah. It is very sad because, I, and, and here's the issue. It's just like, it's just like we were never taught how to manage money when we were growing up for the most part, you know, schools didn't teach us this and schools still, still don't teach that. And there are, there are reasons that the powers that be don't want you to know how to manage money. So, so when we, when you get to business, they're doing the same thing. They're not really teaching people. And I, I, I I went to college. I took business courses. They never taught me how to manage money in those courses. Um, And they don't teach that to business owners and business owners need to understand that there are two sides to every business. There is the the side where you manage and do what it is you're very good at, you know, like having the good products and things like that. And there's also the business side and you really need to know how to manage that business because it's just as important as having that good product and things like that. Because if you don't have the, if you're not managing the business side of the business, you're going to go out of business. And that's why so many businesses fail because they don't understand. They think if I just have a good product, if I do good customer service, then people will come and they will buy and everything will be just fine. And uh, what somebody, somebody once said, how you manage your, how you manage one thing is how you manage everything. So if you look at some of these same people, they are not managing their personal finances either. If they're not managing their personal why would they manage their business? And if they're not managing, vice versa. And I see, I see business owners. I work a lot with business owners and I see them, some of them doing really good with their business and their personal side sucks. They have nothing on the personal side. So I like to see them take, uh, as they're making this money in their business, also building their personal wealth at the same time mm. so that they have options as your business grows and it's someday, you know, it's like most people, a lot of people I talk to say, I love what I do. I'm never going to retire. And I say, yeah, but wouldn't it be nice to have the option? You don't have to retire. I mean, you can have, you know, you can have a whole bunch of money in the bank and leave it there. Or you can, you know, and, and say, I've got options. Or you can you can say, no, I don't want to save for tomorrow because I'm never going to retire. You know, I'm like, what kind of sense does that make? You know, so. Mm, okay. Well, um, those are all of the questions that we have for you. Thank you so much for um, for joining us here today at Earrings Off. Do you have any parting words that you can share with our audience? Yes, I, I do. And this is and this is really my my favorite quote that came from the first book that I wrote. And the first book that I wrote was called Minding Your Money. My quote is: If you don't mind your money someone else will, and then they will control your future. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) It's really so true. It's very true. It was true then. I wrote that book years and years ago. It was true then, and it's still true today. That's, I mean, that is just, uh, that's a cool thing. It's like, yeah, you've got to do it. If you don't, then somebody else is going to be controlling your future. And sometimes it's just your own money that's controlling your future, telling you where you can go, when you can go, and who you need, you know, you need to stay in a job that you can't, that you don't like, you need to uh, stay in a relationship that you don't like, you know, kinds of things. Your money will tell you all all kinds of things that you have to do. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, how can an artist get in touch with you? Um, 
Well, uh, they can they can visit my website at psworth.com or it, you can go to PS Money 360. That's really psmoney360.com. That's actually where I have a free gift that uh, people can download. It's about uh, money habits of highly successful people. But that also puts you on my mailing list. And on my mailing, mailing list, I give out great information and I also give away free gifts from time to time. Like this weekend, uh, they can go to Amazon and download my latest book, uh, Become a Money Wise Woman in Six Simple Steps. So uh, those are the kinds of things that are in my, in my newsletter that comes out on a weekly basis. So I, I encourage and would love to encourage people to go there, to sign up and to, to just learn more about me. Okay, excellent. Again, thank you so much for uh, joining us here today at uh, Earrings Off. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs>